and welcome to the Bread, Wine, and Everything Fine podcast, where I'll be talking about all things food, the finer things, and things that are fine just the way they are. I'm your host, Sancha Toth, a bread and wine-loving photographer, wife, and mother who loves gathering people in my home to eat good food and have good conversation. I learn so much from the people I get to talk to, and I'm very excited to start sharing some of those conversations here on this podcast. You know those conversations that are so wonderful, time just flies by, and suddenly what you think is 10 minutes has actually been over an hour? That is exactly what happened when I sat down with a bottle of rosé to chat with AJ about the finer things. AJ has an incredible eye for styling, whether that be an event, florals, a space, a charcuterie board, and we talk about a lot of things, so many that I actually have split our conversation into two parts. In this first part, we talk about where her love and appreciation for the finer things came from, her career as an event stylist, her party planning process, which was super fascinating for me to hear, and how things have changed since she's had children. She gives a sneak peek into her daily philosophy, where she finds her inspiration, and how she involves her children in her creative process. Hello and welcome. Welcome to our house. Thank you so much for having me. This is the first time you've been here. This is a beautiful home. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Well, we've already been chatting a little bit, Mm -hmm. so we'll just get into it. I want to talk to you today about why you love beautiful things. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do love beautiful things. Because actually, let me just give a little bit of history to listeners who may not not know our history. Okay. Okay. So back in, what did we figure out? 2014. Yes. We were talking about when I had Clover. Actually, I started following you earlier than that. Okay. So you were pregnant. Yes. So I'm just a total creep on Instagram. Love it. We all are. And 2013 found your Instagram account. And I think, were you doing Pink and Honey at that point? Yes, I was. So I think that's how I knew you. I don't even think I knew your name. Okay. It was just Pink and Honey. Yeah. And then I contacted Blair Marie Photography to do my bridal portraits And then she was like, hey, I have this friend who does styling. And I was like, I know who that is. Yes, she can style my friend. That was our first first working together. And then what happened next? So then I got married and then there was Dope Magazine. And then we started running into each other more often, which was lovely. And then your daughter grew up and you had another. Mm -hmm. We had a little guy. And here we are. And we're talking about how we're, we feel old and tired. Old and, and tired. old and tired. But so happy. <laughs> so happy. And we have rosé and life is good. Yes. Okay. So back to the original question. Tell me about, yeah, tell me about where your appreciation for beautiful oh, things began. So I think that I kind of have to like take it back to, I, I don't know, I think of my mom and growing up in a home where beautiful things were celebrated. And I have like great childhood memories of like things being celebrated beautifully and big and just like seizing opportunity to celebrate seasons. And we're Greek and we (laughs) eat a lot and celebrate Mm -hmm. and gather a lot. And I think, yeah, so from a young age, I saw parents that modeled just like 
yeah, a love for family and for celebrating seasons. And um, I think that that's probably where where things like initially kind of started. And then over the years, I don't know, I think that I don't think I was ever out to kind of like make this like a career path. But I do in thinking about kind of the big dreams when I was like younger, I think the big dreams were always creative, even if mm-hmm. I like didn't realize it at the time. So like what, yeah. what kinds of things as a kid? Hmm. Um, honestly, I think you even like, I don't really remember as a kid, but I remember like older than that. I remember, um, at one point in time I wanted, I was interested in fashion and wanted to open like a retail store, really? which is like kind of random because really? that's not really my deal anymore. But like, I have like, um, like a, maybe like a 19 year old memory of like pursuing something, maybe like fashion marketing, something in that direction. Did not do that. But so something creative, yeah. aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Yeah. So it was always like kind of there, I think, even though I never like purposely like really pursued that until like Mm -hmm. later. And so your mom, like food obviously was important to your home. Is it like very traditional? Like what did your mom make like like, traditional Greek food or was it more? Both. Yes. My grandma makes Mm -hmm. the traditional Greek food and I like will call her and be like, can you like, I need this recipe. Well, that's not a recipe. And then she just like rattles (laughs) for 10 minutes about like, well, a little bit of this and some dill and some like oregano and like we my sisters like we try and make these things but it never tastes like hers no. ever no we went, it's not written down anywhere it's in her head oh she needs to write them down I know, it's like legacy I know, I know we are actually working on a kind of I think we are calling it a legacy cookbook um, oh my gosh amazing with yeah. Mitchell and his mom amazing. yeah and we're working through so his grandma's recipes because we bought his grandma's house yeah and we have like he has memories of having these things in our home and his mm-hmm. mom did because she grew up here yeah and so over kind of the past year or so since Lewis was born we've been making them and then photographing them and writing oh, down the recipes so the f- a full cookbook a like full an cookbook. actual cookbook so very slow like yeah. it's not it's probably like our memoir. Like, yeah. You know oh, how for grandparents sure. For write memoirs. Oh, yes. I'm not writing a memoir. Yeah. So we'll just do a cookbook. That's amazing. But I love that. She needs mm-hmm. to write them down. I think so. Yeah. Because Greek food. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we do, we will, usually when we go home for Christmas, we'll do like Greek night mm-hmm. for sure. And she'll cook for us. Oh my, my goodness. Cooks, yeah. And then you said that your dad is from Montreal. Yes. Yeah. He grew it up is here. actually my dream to go yeah. there. It is a bucket list item yeah. for sure. So yeah. So I feel like food and culture and like, um, I just feel like I, I was raised with like the encouragement to like go and see and do and have experiences. And I think my love for beauty just is all kind of encompassed in being raised in that way. And is your mom, yeah. is she also kind of inclined to like the pretty details oh, yes. and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, I love, so my parents live in Saskatchewan. They come and visit. They always want to go out to River Cafe and mm-hmm. eat. They love a beautiful like atmosphere mm-hmm. and experience. Um, yeah. And my mom, oh she's lovely she's like you know decked in yeah. accessories and lipstick I've never seen her without lipstick yeah I've met her yeah, yeah she was yes, wearing lipstick yes, of course she always is she kisses my girls and they have lipstick all over yeah. their faces so yeah I think um we I and I I think about my siblings too and and we all ended up in kind of like creative at our, on our own creative journeys my one sister she's a baker my other sister is a chef and my brother's oh my a musician and so I think we all kind of like took our own path um in these different creative ways but yeah I see that in them as well and know it that's like, like common genetic. yeah something I think so it yeah. is and so when did kind of so you had pink and honey yes was that kind of the beginning of yes. your styling like 
the journey, styling yes. journey. Yes. Or was that, was there anything before? So while well, we were just chatting a little bit, I went to Mount Royal here in Calgary and I have a communications degree. And yes. so PR was my world for a little bit. And I actually worked like a corporate communications job. Oh my goodness. I can't for like a minute. It. I know. Right. <laughs> I was thinking about this too. I feel very lucky that at like very young in my starting out in my career and just coming out of college, I had that kind of corporate experience and early on realized that that is not like where I saw myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't stay there for 15 years and then end up being like, you know, this whole story of like, I want to quit my day job and like, like resenting. Yes. Yeah. And I remember when I decided to leave, I do remember somebody that is probably in kind of the same life stage as I am now at the time saying to me, you're smart to leave before it gets too hard to leave. Mm-hmm. And that like stayed with me because I, I knew that was coming from a place of just like financial responsibility and like getting used to a certain lifestyle when you work, especially in oil and gas um, and just some of the financial freedoms that come with that. And absolutely. Um, but I decided that I needed to like move on pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, but took amazing life experience from that. I believe that like everything happens for a reason and mm-hmm. you learn from like every job, every experience, um, every opportunity, but, and I left, I mean, and it was kind of, it's almost humorous at, like to think of it now, but I left and I went and I helped open the anthropology that's in Chinook and it's a beautiful story. Well, yeah. I mean, I take <laughs> little credit for, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was just like, it was the, ne- it was the next step for me. Mm-hmm. And just like, I needed like a minute to like step back and breathe and figure out what I was going to do. And I think I knew I was going to start a business. Um, but I needed just like a break and to get out of that corporate kind of lifestyle for a bit and go work somewhere that was creative and get some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and in probably a be role. surrounded by people who also share yeah. those kind of yeah. values or things totally. that you appreciate. Absolutely. And I mean, yes, at the end of the day, it was like, it's a retail store, right? There's like a lot of hard work. Um, kind of just in that whole like mm-hmm. retail mall store realm. However, because of that job, I met Blair. Oh my goodness. Um, yes, our like wonderful Blair Marie photography friend um, and Genevieve. Oh my goodness. Genevieve Renee photography. So, so I, who because- is also, she was episode two. Yes. Yes. That's so. So both girls, great friends of mine, and Genevieve. I hired her um, at Anthropology. She to this day, I remember her sitting in a group interview. I hired nobody else in the group but her. (laughs) She was a shining star. And then Blair worked downstairs at Phil and Sebastian and made our coffees all the time. So got to know these girls, and they to this day have like both of them have helped like totally shape um, like my creative path and are wonderful. So meant to be. I know. Totally. Right. And it's amazing to look back on those things. And so that was kind of like all of that to say, um, while I was at anthropology, I think it was just like the catalyst for what was to happen next creatively for me. And Mm -hmm. so, and then yeah, pink and honey was, it was kind of just like at the beginning stages of this whole concept of event styling and photo styling Mm -hmm. and kind of, I think what was changing in photography and what was changing in weddings and more of just like this, like beautiful attention to detail, lifestyle photography was kind of being like infused into wedding photography. Yes. And I think there was just, I saw opportunity in Calgary. It was happening in other places. I saw opportunity here to, yeah, to work with couples, helping them design, um, these, this beautiful wedding day, but also then to be involved, 
um, really in like their whole creative story and then the, um, like execution of that Mm -hmm. and then working closely with photographers on wedding days and doing shoots and styled shoots. And so that's kind of all that to say, that's how that was born. I love that. And I think that even being in the wedding industry, I mean, that's kind of around the time when we started really getting into it too. Yeah. So it was really cool because even hearing my dad, my dad was a photographer, is a photographer. Oh, I didn't know that. And he shot most of his, like probably like the peak of his photography career. He's also a graphic designer and a professor. So he's a very interesting. Well, he was doing these things before it was cool to do these things. He was, and (laughs) he's going to love that you said that and he will (laughs) listen to this episode. That's for you, dad. Um, but he, so kind of different style of photography. It was a, um, more flash, like flash fills and, I would say probably a bit more editorial. He also did school photography. Okay. And so like the wedding industry as he knew it in like the eighties and nineties is different, vastly oh, so different. different. And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of how I perceived it until we got it in kind of into it ourselves. And as we were just talking about this whole career in photography was not planned mm-hmm. for either mm-hmm. Mitchell and I. And yeah. so it was such a treat to get in at a time where it was just like so many intentional things yeah. and like beautiful, tasteful yeah. details. And I think celebrating the couples and not trying to make it a spectacle, but making it beautiful. Yeah. If yeah. that makes and sense. And really personal to what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember having conversations with couples where it was almost like giving them permission to do something different, to do something mm-hmm. like unique to them that they yes. wanted to do, but maybe in like traditional wedding, you know, the traditional wedding formula it was outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen, yeah, like beautiful leaps and bounds. And now we've, you know, over the years have moved into like elopements and smaller weddings mm-hmm. and destination weddings. And people are just kind of celebrating um, in their own like unique kind of beautiful ways, but it's been like gradual permission sure. to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like wedding industry. That's like mm-hmm. event styling. Yeah. You are so good at making beautiful things in your home too. Like, oh, I feel like you. that's just something that you are drawn mm-hmm. to even for your kids' birthday parties. Like, oh, I feel like you're I'm very obsessed with my kids' birthday parties. I'm like, can you just plan all of our parties? I mean, but, but it is also really, it's so special that you get to do it for your it's kids. It's really, oh gosh, they're the ideal client. <laughs> um, I... Okay, so both my girl, my girls are born a week apart. So we have like two large birthdays within the span of like a week. But I, it is such a like joy for me to like create for people that I love. Mm-hmm. And it totally is. It's an opportunity to just like love on them in these ways that I feel like I know best mm-hmm. how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that every October you can expect like it's oh. wonderful. I look forward to it. <laughs> but okay, so walk me through where do you start? when you with something like that sure yeah let's just say luna's birthday okay so i would say that it no matter what i'm planning so whether it's like a shoot or an event a dinner whatever it is um i like lay in bed and like dream and think and conceptualize (laughs) like i'm I'm a i am a little like bit crazy in that way and I've learned to like embrace it and like harness it and like celebrate it as opposed to like shy away from it. Yes. Um, so step one, lay step in bed. Step one, lay in bed, <laughs> like dream of Perfect. all the things. Chris is like, go to sleep. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> um, 
I it so it usually starts to be honest. I feel like I like conceptualize or like I'm inspired by usually like a place, a thing, something I see. I'm not like a jump on Pinterest and try and get all the ideas. I don't do mm-hmm. that till like way later. Uh, so for Luna's birthday this year, I really loved like thinking about the idea that she's born in the fall. And like, I, I just have these beautiful memories of being like really pregnant during this like changing season. Right. Mm-hmm. And we all feel, I don't know that like fall feeling of yes. like change. It's this very obvious, like beautiful change. And I think there's like a restarting after summer, yes. whether you're in school or not. Yes. I think the weather changes. You yes. feel it, even though it's not winter, you like wake up and you're like, it's oh, that's different. Crisp. That's yeah, different. Something changed. Cool. And so I remember, cause I was pregnant, was very pregnant with both girls during that season. And I just like loved that. And Um, so yeah, I guess like I wanted to kind of like capture that. And then the other kind of like very tangible thing, I was on H&M home. You can buy beautiful home things on Mm -hmm. H&M.com, by the way. It's like Um, a dark, it's like, like mm -hmm. a hole. Like I just get lost. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then my cart fills and then I, and then you never buy anything (laughs) or you buy like half the stuff. Oh yes. I fill carts all the time online. Never buy anything. Um, so I found a beautiful tablecloth. It was this like gorgeous, like the color of the moment, like mm-hmm. beautiful mustard gold, like kind of like sunflowery, whimsical kind of pattern. And I was like, this is going to be the like kind of focal piece and mm-hmm. like the, the core inspiration for her birthday. So as like cool. artsy as that sounds, it like no. it, that's what it kind of came from. So I love really that. wanting to like and capture this like beautiful, like beautiful memories I had of like the fall season because of the girls. And then, yeah, very tangible, like an item, this kind of this beautiful mm-hmm. tablecloth. And that's like, I don't know where it was all kind of like born from. And then, and then I make inspiration boards. Cool. I always like I peruse like a million images, but then I always um, make an inspiration board of maybe like five photos. And then everything I do for like a party event shoot, whatever it might be is based off of that. And for anyone, I guess that's interested in that, like creative process of how to make something come together in a cohesive way. It's like that visual can act as your guide. So then you can send that, like, I will send that when I'm getting a cake made. Um, these Mm -hmm. are the colors I'm using. This is the feeling I'm going for images help people interpret right words words are sometimes hard when I say the color mustard to you that might mean something super different Mm -hmm. than what I actually mean so um yeah I make an inspiration board and then no matter what the situation is again if there's other people say involved in a shoot then everybody kind of has that like focal um kind of piece to come back to when they're doing their part so for a party cake designer I don't know, I love florist, balloon, wonderful balloon people, whatever yes. it might be. So yeah, that's very cool to hear mm-hmm. all of that through because I think there is a tendency just to be like Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Pinterest is overwhelming and there's mm-hmm. a lot of terrible stuff. Oh, totally. And so so I feel much like to weed through so, so many much. hours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So just to have that, I think having, and even that tablecloth, that's not so weird. Like to have like to one have thing, an item yeah. to be inspired yeah. by and build around for sure. And then I think too, like when I, do some photo styling workshops. And one of the things mm-hmm. we talk about is this first piece. People are always like, well, how do you get inspired? How do you stay inspired? Where do you find mm-hmm. inspiration? And I always like go back to just like get off of Instagram, get off of Pinterest and like go out and live and be and do. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and whether or not that's just like going for a walk, like by the river or whether that is going to anthropology and like looking like mm-hmm. strategically at window displays and what artists are doing in places like that, or going to a new bakery and like observing the way someone has like displayed beautiful French pastry. 
the best inspiration comes from like going and doing and being, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it is amazing. These online spaces are wonderful resources, but I do think, yeah, you're going to spend like two hours searching through cakes you hate, you know, where you get up, get out and go and like explore and go do something and be inspired out in the real world, I guess. Take a moment and do that. And you'll be like, stunned at what you come up with and you can lay in bed and think about it all (laughs) this is the thing though I do understand that feeling Mm -hmm. because when I am inspired I know and Mitchell knows this that if I lay awake not anxiously yes yes there's like a difference between like postpartum anxiety staying awake and like creative excited think about a cake yes but when I like even thinking about this podcast actually Mm -hmm. I remember lying in bed and it just made sense and I was so excited and Mm -hmm. it just starts things just coming together and yeah and I was like I can't sleep because I have to hold on to this and I have momentum and I it's bringing me so much joy Uh, even though I'm not getting any sleep totally so I do understand yeah yeah and Mitchell's like you need to go to sleep well I'm gonna change the world so (laughs) one birthday party (laughs) one children's (laughs) birthday party at a time oh my gosh I just love like and I think I yeah as the girls get older I'm like this needs to a hundred percent like be more of their input and Mm -hmm. Clover turned six this year I involved her in the process. And that is another thing that I actually loved about planning her birthday was that she has been around this. She knows how like excited we get and we Mm -hmm. source all these things and go, you know, pick up stuff. And I try and make this an experience. Right. And this was kind of the first year that I was like, this is super fun to do with her. She had an opinion. She wanted to Mm -hmm. be involved. And then she kind of got to see that creative vision that we, you know, talked about and um, And probably to to be be proud of like what she contributed to. Totally. Totally. Which has implications for beyond birthday parties. And it's amazing. And totally. She said, I want a pink and purple fairy birthday. Do not search pink and purple fairy birthday on (laughs) Pinterest, right? Unless you want like, you know, what's going to come up. And so her and I talk about color palettes. We talk about, you know, different shades of colors and complementary colors and why Mm -hmm. some things look good together and why some don't. And when people ask me, oh, like, how do you get your kids to paint cute art? And I'm like, well, we literally start with tiny lessons in color theory, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's all opportunity to teach about, I don't know, I think like an appreciation of beauty to those kids, mm-hmm. right? At that young age and how you get from like pink and purple fairy birthday to something that's going to come to fruition and be super beautiful for mm-hmm. me and inspiring for me, but of course for her as well. So yeah. that is so cool. And I actually different uh, context, not party planning, but my yeah. dad, a graphic designer. Yeah. So Um, Mitchell and I were actually chatting last night about video games and if we played video games growing up. And I said, no, my dad was a graphic designer. So I was learning Adobe Illustrator at age seven and learning like gradients and like cyan. And And that is all serving you now. I guarantee it like totally obviously is totally. But learning those things like Pantone colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew Pantone colors. You know Pantone colors really early. (laughs) So I love it. I actually appreciate that so much because that that at the time it just seemed trivial it seemed like just this thing that I learned from my from my dad and absolutely she's going to carry that with Mm -hmm, her mm -hmm. what she does with it who knows totally and I love they I I see that Clover is now at this like age where the expectation is that she goes to school and she sits still and she listens and Mm -hmm. she learns and so she comes home and she kind of always has been able to do it but she will sit and she will color and draw and create Mm -hmm. and make things 
And Luna, who just turned two, will now ask to sit and do art. She says, Luna, do art as well. (laughs) And that to me is just amazing. She's watching her older sister and she wants to mimic what she's doing. They Mm -hmm. do it with everything. But you watch how powerful the example that you set is and the things that you focus on in your home and how that trickles down to your kids, your big kids, and now a younger one. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to watch. Of course, it makes my like heart so happy because they're coloring and being (laughs) in beautiful colors and like getting along and it's beautiful (laughs) and wonderful. But, um, it does make me realize that these are the things that they will like grow up Mm -hmm. like loving and doing together or for jobs or for not. Right. How did having children impact your appreciation for the finer things in life? Like, like, did it? Good question. Yeah. What, what Um, did anything change? Honestly, I mean, a million things changed. We know. Yes. As moms and dads, a million things change. However, I think that having them has actually given me like that much more reason to create beauty every day. Hmm. It's honestly like a bit of a like in my heart kind of goal or like silent goal that I have for myself that every day that I would do something with them or for them that's beautiful and creative. And that's like in all honesty that like I try and do that. So hmm. that could be just like having um, art supplies out and ready and watercolors and paper out for Clover when she gets home from school. Mm -hmm. Um, It could mean just like making their snack super cute and beautiful and fun for them that afternoon. It could mean going somewhere and like doing something together that's really inspiring. And so I feel like they're like that much more of a reason to like be creative. So right now I'm like scheming on all the Christmas stuff and everything revolves around them within reason. But I'm like, I just want them to remember these seasons Mm -hmm. and have these beautiful memories. And whether that's just like going to the library and getting new Christmas books or, you know, we talked about taking Clover to the Nutcracker Ballet. Like it doesn't have to be the Nutcracker Ballet. It can be just library books. Right. But to them, it's all going to shape this these memories of this season. So, and it's yeah. magical, I think. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I think just like seasonal things. I don't know what it is about having Lewis that makes me now appreciate them. It just like, it changes because it's for someone else. It's about someone else yeah. in a sense, right? Because you're now responsible for like raising and shaping these tiny humans. No one else is going to do the Christmas things, yes. right? It's you, right? And so, and I take that pretty seriously, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, and I love, I loved your, I wanted to say, I loved your whole concept of just, um, Kate, so say it again for me, the finer. So the finer things, things and things that are fine, just the, just, which, just the way they are. I love that. And I, I feel like we live that, the highs and the lows and being, you know, up for like brunch at River Cafe, but also being super happy, getting happy meals and hanging by the river, right? Yes. It, to me, I think there is joy in like the highs and the lows and mm-hmm. the the things. Yes, of course, I want to like go to Italy and drink wine with Chris. But I'm also like super happy when we're like sitting around playing Scrabble and coloring mm-hmm. with the girls, right? I I try to like stop in those moments and like appreciate no matter if we're in Italy Mm -hmm. or playing Scrabble. And so I love that. I love that concept of the highs and the lows and the finer things and the things that are fine just the way they are. As you can tell, we were having a good time. And so part two of this conversation can be found in the next episode. And if you haven't hit that subscribe button, do so now and you will never miss an episode. 